Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be back with all of you. I'm sitting in my office after enjoying uh, the morning of meditation and some really cool flowers. And as I'm sitting in my office, I noticed I have some new things. And today um, I'm going to share with you how to break through the threshold of your business. <laughs> so the things, the new things in my office, I always like to tell you what's going on. So I have my Earl Grey tea in my super insulated, it's five o'clock somewhere mug with a, with a blue lid. And that just really gets me going in the morning. Some beautiful tea, a little bit of creamer. And then I'm looking at <laughs> a picture of... Tom Selleck. So I had like a major crush on Tom Selleck for many, many years. My daughter was a little girl, so I don't know even how old this picture is, but it says Candace, Aloha, Tom Selleck. <laughs> and I found it in a box and I can't part with it. So it's sitting here looking at me um, while I talk about breaking through the threshold of my business. You know, business is a journey, and it's an unexpected journey, in my opinion. When I started my business, you might hear a couple clicks, because I'm going to try something today. Um, I wanted to talk to you, and so I made a little list of the 10 steps of breaking through the threshold of your business. I started to talk about this journey that we're on when we start our business. And it's, hmm, for me, I can only speak to as far as how I feel. I can tell you how many, many, many other business owners um, feel as well. But I want to start with me because I know the most about me. And I feel like there's 10 steps to breaking through that fresh threshold in your business. And what I mean is the threshold of your personal alignment, your aligned message, um, consistent income, and that most of the components of your bus business are up and functioning, meaning your website, you might be writing a book, you might have a podcast, um, but making sure that you're taking aligned action. The first step, I believe, in that breaking through is consistent persistency. If you're not consistent or persistent, you're not going to have a business for very long. And it's like the, the dog holding on type of consistency. I think how you get to be able to perform in a consistent way is you have to be connected with your why. And I don't say have to very often, but in my heart of hearts, I believe that if I didn't 
have my why really in front of me at all times, not just some of the times, I I probably would have folded this business a year and a half ago. I remember talking to a colleague that made a million dollars in 18 months. He lived in England and he decided to move to America and he set up a game plan on how to get here because of course that was the first challenge is coming from one country to another. But once he made his decision to move and finally stepped into his dream, his why, then his business started to happen like like a skyrocket. I have another colleague who she's been at this for 10 years and her first year she made a six-figure year. And in these businesses, I think that that's major kudos and accolades. So how to stay with a consistent persistency is to connect to your why. For me, this business is about my heart. I have a gift. and I can connect with the Akashic Records. That's not my why, though. My why is when I see transformation in somebody with very little effort on my part, on their part, much effort, because they've committed to themselves. They've said yes to something that they know that they want. They showed up for themselves. And they set their intention as to where they want to go and what they want to release. And so that just brings me to, and I knew I was going to go here today. I'm so into flowers. And this is about the consistency and the persistency and also getting rid of what you don't want in order to have the freedom to be consistent and persistent. So one of the things that I do when I want to relax is I have these baskets of flowers and they're so fragile and so beautiful and so delicate. But sometimes they start looking like they're not blooming as much. And what happens to these flowers is the old growth, the old blooms that don't last very long, they need to be removed. There's a process in gardening, I'm so sorry for saying it, but called deadheading. So it's getting rid of the old flowers that are taking the energy supply away from the new blooms. And so once you remove these old blooms and these old leaves that are no longer supporting the plant or the highest and best good of the plant, once you do that in a couple days, it's like magic. These flowers just bloom and bloom and bloom. And I connect with this plant as I'm picking off the old. And every time I pick off one old, I see at least three new blossoms coming underneath. So stay consistent and persistent in your business because that will help you to get in alignment and to break that threshold. I want to take a moment now to go backwards and explain the threshold. So I had a certain financial figure in mind and I thought once I hit that number, that's the income that there'll be a certain amount for me 
and a certain amount that I can continue to reinvest in my business and to the support team that I've hired, which is a pretty big support team. (laughs) One of the gifts of me having this gift is I don't have a lot of the other gifts that some entrepreneurs have. (laughs) For instance, computers and technology. I love computers and I love technology. It just doesn't love me as much. (laughs) It seems like my computers and things break a lot more easily. I have a lot of challenges. Like if there's not a button that's easily seen and I don't know where to go, I am learning, I am growing, and I have been persistent and consistent with computers and technology. And heck, look at me, I'm doing a podcast, so I shouldn't be so hard on myself. But the good news is, is I immediately hired people to do what I didn't like to do. (laughs) So let me tell you what I do like to do. I love to be creative. I love to make podcasts. I love to connect with my clients and help them on their business. I love to speak. I don't like (laughs) to do the finances and to keep that in track and order. So the first person I hired in my business was somebody to help me to stay consistent and persistent in my gifts, but not to have to do the things that I might never be that great about, but I'm wise enough to hire somebody I need. So speaking of hiring people that I need, taking aligned actions is the second thing that I want to share with each and every one of you is aligned actions are so important. One of the mistakes that I made in my business when I first started is I called my business sacred soul map and I was really committed to that. And, and really, it was a, a good program. You know, release the blocks that are holding you back, get in alignment with your values, connect with your why and your big vision. I still believe and, and take action. I still believe in all those components. But my investment in that program didn't energetically align because it was created, or at least parts of it were created, when I was in a different energy space when I worked at a university and that's where it was created from. And really just even that energy as I speak, no longer aligned with my business. So I think that was super important for me to realize is that the energy of sacred soul map wasn't aligned with where I wanted to go. Yes, it was aligned with where I wanted to go, but it was vibrating or created in a different energy field. So after a little while, it felt like something was off. And did you ever feel like that in your business? Like something's off. Well, that truly, truly, that space is the space of my expertise when it comes in. So the second thing I start doing with misaligned actions is... I went into this creating sacred soul map jewelry because I had a belief that when I would go to these live events that people wouldn't just come and see me to talk about the Akashic records or intuition, that I needed something to sell. So I just, for about four or five months, I created sacred soul map jewelry and da, da, da. (laughs) It wasn't an aligned action. You need to have a lot of people in order to have 
a good profit on jewelry and um, it just wasn't, it wasn't the right timing. So it might be once my business would be aligned and functioning, but it wasn't. So I was going down some sort of a rabbit hole instead of like I was talking about before hiring somebody to manage my books and the next almost immediate person that helped me to break the threshold with my business is hiring my virtual assistant. And um, Angie, if you're listening to this, (laughs) she probably doesn't have time to listen to my podcast, but she's just the happiest, lightest person. And she kind of holds my energy down because I could go all over the place. And she is very efficient with my schedule, with my processes, with um, taking down my voice and marketing. And right now I'm keeping her more in the customer liaison lane and my personal assistant as well. So um, she's very efficient. And so without hiring her, my business would have floundered for many, many more months because before I hired her, it was like, literally a flopping fish, you know, it was, I I couldn't get all the computer work done because that's where I'm not efficient. So that's the, that's the, um, second thing that I really believe is aligned actions. And again, I'm going to talk about the threshold. (laughs) I'm doing little learning loops. So the threshold and breaking through it is breaking through a financial component as well as creating more ease and flow having consistent uh, ways for people to um, enter your business. So right now, and I shouldn't say right now, in February, my last speaking engagement was in November. And so what happens with my business is I speak and then I put an offer out to the group and then I spend a couple weeks processing through the leads and then some people come into the program, some people are on hold, some people are on let's wait and see when they're ready. So I spend a lot of time in this process. Then I usually fill out my my calendar for about three months, and then I speak again. And as I look back at this, it really isn't, and I even knew going into my last speaking engagement in November, I'm like, this isn't a sustainable business model because I didn't have enough time to look for the next speaking gig. Like I was totally committed, uh, after a speaking engagement. So February 4th, I had set some financial goals and, um, November was my third year. And so coming into 2020 in February of fourth, I finally hit my threshold. Woohoo. A moment to breathe and celebrate. Whew. I don't have that on the list. That's number 11, celebrate often. <laughs> so February 4th, I hit my first financial goal. And so I was like, okay, let's make this consistent. And then about a couple of weeks later, remember what happened. <laughs> the pandemic happened. And I just looked at my business and I'm like, oh, I worked so hard for, this was in the beginning of my fourth year. And I couldn't see how the 2020 year was going to turn out because basically my, my model was that of a, a rock star, right? <laughs> you know, you go and you sing and, and you have concerts and you make money. 
and you give people what they want. You support them. You nurture them. You send love on them. You help them to get into alignment. And that's what my model was. So I, I became a little depressed. I was like, oh man, you know, this isn't, this isn't cool. And how am I going to change this? What I forgot is that I had a non-live speaking gig and pretty soon, as I've said before, a whole bunch of calls came on my, my, um, my books about 28. That's a lot of people coming in really quickly. Actually, it was even more than my speaking gigs sometimes. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Let's look at this deeper. The next thing that happened is once I hit that number of all these calls coming in, people from the first year of my business that I hadn't heard from since that first speaking gig in Rhode Island start showing up. And, and everywhere in between, past clients, referred other people, and pretty soon the 56 appointments just popped onto my calendar and my calendar became full. Yay, so let's celebrate that. So I hit a threshold and I broke through a threshold. But then that comes to the next point. Then third thing is tweaking when needed. So I'm not going to be speaking on a live stage, at least probably for another 12 months or longer. So what I'm doing right now is I'm redesigning my business so that I can work with more people because I hate to say no to people that feel like they need me. And so I'm going to be doing more group work and still individual work, but my whole schedule won't be just filled of individual clients because it's not a sustainable business. Also, if you right now, if you look at the hours that you want to work, and so I'll tell you my schedule and see how it fits for, you, for yours. Monday and Friday are my planning days, my days to contact people that I need to contact. Like for instance, I have a photo shoot on Monday. So I had to get my makeup artist and my hair done and some clothing designed and pick some clothing and order some clothing and talk to my photographer about specific images that I want. So I do all those things like Mondays and Fridays. Also, I plan things and do things like my podcast, my meditations on Mondays and Fridays. If I don't get them done, then that means I work a weekend. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, by the way, see how I motivate myself. <laughs> if I don't want to work on a weekend or I want to sleep in a little more than 6.15, um, I, I kind of um, manage myself <laughs> that way. So the next thing that I feel was really important is I tweaked my business to take myself out of the arena of speaking live, and now I'm going to be speaking um, online. And so I hired somebody to take the place of that speaking gig, or, or going and spending the money for the speaking gigs, because until you fly there, until you pay for transportation, until all your food, and until um, you pay for a few nights in a hotel, I hired somebody now, um, 
to be able to look for virtual speaking gigs on a regular basis. So that's how I tweaked my business. The second really big tweak I did is I'm hosting a summit, and that's a huge tweak um, to my business, and it's the next level. So I've broken through the first threshold of my business, and now my next compelling future, my next level is waiting for me uh, at the end of this summit in the um, beginning of September. So I tweaked, and that was a pretty big tweak, but I tweaked as needed. Action, action, action. Hear that click? Let's imagine that that was the producer. And I don't know what that little gavel thing is that they use and they say, okay, um, action. (laughs) That's what they say. You should have one of those in your office because when you're sitting there um, with your, in your head, in your mind, in your Apple spin, There's a good apple spin, or I should say there's a good space to be in your head, but an apple spin space is not good. So what I see with business owners is they want something to be so perfect. They want every I dotted and T crossed. Well, I'm not a person that says don't, you know, don't cross your T's and dot your, um, dot your I's. I'm not that person. I do believe in doing that and investigating and laying things out. But you can get so deep in a hole so quickly that you're never going to be able to get out if you overthink. And I think that's one of the reasons that I call myself a spiritual and strategist and why it seems after interviewing the last 56 people, I said, why did you choose to connect with me? And they said that the way you use intuition is practical and it's not so frou-frou, that there's solidness to the way that I perform. I'm a spiritual, the Akashic Records and the intuitive piece. And strategist, I take aligned actions that are calculated. The one thing I can tell you as sure as I, my both of my butt cheeks are firmly planted on this black chair, is that once you start taking action, things start moving and there's unexpected things that happen. For instance, I took action with my sacred soul map. That was my plan. That's what I had in my head. But when I went to a couple events and I had the sacred soul map in my head, it gave me the ideas about releasing the blocks, aligning from your values, connecting to your why, taking action. So I started there, but I'm not there anymore. But if I wouldn't have started there, I might have never started. So if you have an idea, start putting it in motion now. Take action. I've never done a summit before. I'm interviewing people. I'm thinking of who would be a good fit to help people with an Align Your Business Summit, to help people get aligned. So I'm thinking about what that is. But guess what? In the meantime, there were five people I knew that I wanted on my summit. Boom. Called them, set up a 
I had my um, my press person that I hired, who's my daughter. <laughs> um, I hired her to to do that because um, it felt aligned. And so she'll be the one contacting and reaching out with the speakers now. And then I get to interview more people and ask them questions and see if they're a good fit for the remainder five people. So I'm not all lined up here. I still have copyright to to do and to hire and I'm interviewing those people too, but I'm not stopping. So sometimes just taking an action point to move yourself forward. It could be a phone call. Maybe you want to have a live event in a couple years and maybe you just pick up the phone and, and call a place that you've been interested in having a live event. See how much it is. So that's just aligned action. Or maybe you've been putting off that photo shoot because you know you want to lose that 15 pounds that you gained during the pandemic. But you know what? You're never going to be any younger than you are today. <laughs> and at 59, I've, I've come to that conclusion. So it's age over weight <laughs> or weight over age. I'm not sure which, but I have a photo shoot and I'm not going to lose any more weight until um, Monday. <laughs> um, maybe a pound, <laughs> but uh, that's right now my, it's not my priority of health is, but, uh, and getting it done is right now, but the other thing I'm letting go of for the moment, um, so that I can be aligned and get my photo shoot done for the summit. So taking action and remember, get your little producers gavel and take action every day. Excuse me. Use the gift of your inner voice is the next aligned action. I mean, I'm sorry, is the next uh, step to breaking through the threshold. We all have that voice. And you know how when you're talking to somebody and you're like, oh, I really like this person. Really check in with that feeling. Like, what do you like about them? Are you connected in a special way? Is it the way that they talk to you? Is it... Um, an energy that you feel when you're around them. So it's really important to feel into aligned people because if you're feeling something about that person, it usually means even if you logically can't figure out why the two of you need to be connected, it just stay connected until you figure it out or until the situation presents itself. So <clears throat> I feel that that's super important is using your intuition. Be committed to personal growth is the next uh, how to break through your threshold. I truly, truly believe this last program that I was in, it was a quest or a journey, and we really um, went through all the components of the inner mindset of our businesses And I believe by number one, me getting clear, and number two, I really became committed to meditation, especially when the whole pandemic was at its peak. And just the realization that a whole world was sitting down, I just, I really struggled. And I needed to break through that in order to support the people that believe in me and that had hired me. And so... I just felt it was super, super important to take some time to grow and to meditate. 
And when I would get that inner feeling of wonkiness or depression, I would go meditate. And a couple, no, not a couple, one specific time, I could not stop crying. And I meditated until my tears stopped. And it was an hour, and then I think I took a 20-minute break, and then I was still crying, and then I went back into the meditation. And then I felt healed at the end. I, st- I committed to two hours of meditation, and I felt really good at the end. But what I was doing, and I didn't even realize it, is I was growing the container of me. So if you think about you as an energy source, and if you're a man, think of it maybe as a tool chest and as a woman, as a purse. And so if you had to put your money somewhere because credit cards didn't exist, what size tool chest or what size purse would you want to hold your money? Would you like one of those little portable boxes for a tool chest? Or for a woman, would you like a little wristlet? Or for a man, would you like one of those big old craftsmen, you know, red um, back in the silver trays that pull out and they're kind of lined with something that feels like velvet? They're sweet. <laughs> Do you want that to hold your money? Or women, what about a big Chanel purse or Dolce & Gabbani or something that might not be a brand name, but it's big and roomy. Maybe it's a practical bag. Maybe it's a Vera Bradley. It's huge, ginormous, those duffel bag types. And it's really nice because they can pack up inside of another suitcase, right? <laughs> so abundance, like having, um, it's just really important to grow the container of you to have to hold the abundance in your life and not just money, the abundance all around you, the flowers, the sunshine, the place where you live, the good food in your home, the children that you have in your life, the pets you have in your life, um, all of the abundance, your environment, your integrity, all of who you are. So spend some time growing. The next thing is use your voice. So some people write well, and that's how they use their voice. Other people speak well, and that's how they get their voice. But if you have an idea and you don't put yourself out there, you're not in alignment. Y'all got gifts. I see them. I saw 56 of them the last few weeks. And before that, hundreds of them. Beautiful, beautiful business entrepreneurs that have gifts. And on the other side, I see people praying and intending and waiting for their gifts to show up. So use your voice. Show up for you. Show up for the people that are praying and intending on you coming into their world. So it might be a written voice. You might be a singer. However it is, get your personality into the world. It might be through imagery or photography. Get your voice in the world. Get your gift in the world. The next thing is about efficiency and focus. 
I put them in the same category. I guess there are probably two things, but I want to talk about each. So whatever, however you want to place that in your own mind. Efficiency. One of the things that for me, I have, <laughs> I have a very busy mind and I have probably what some people call attention deficit disorder. I'm like a squirrel. But I've had to train myself not to be a squirrel, squirrel in my business because time is of essence. I hate to say no to somebody who needs my help, but my schedule is quite full. And so that's why I'm moving into some group work because I can help 10 people the same way I can help one person. And so just the excitement of the efficiency of thinking, I could have 250 people on a call and I can help each and every one of them in a different way. That really excites me to think of being able to help more people. So be efficient with your time. For me, I say ass down at 8 a.m. to get to gamma, baby. <laughs> so one of the things I do is 8 o'clock is the latest time I could get my butt down to do my hour meditation. And so like this morning, I got up at 6.13. <laughs> I'm visual, so I can literally see the clock and I have a memory for numbers <laughs> that are visual. So I literally see 613 in my mind's eye right now. And that's the time I woke up. And then I had time to meditate. I made some hard boiled eggs and some Ezekiel bread with peanut butter and some low sugar jelly. And then of course I still have my tea. This is my second helping of tea sitting next to me in my it's five o'clock somewhere mug. <laughs> So get efficient. The second thing that I did for my efficiency is I actually hired somebody to look through all my expenses, how I spend my time, how I spend my money in business. Remember how I said I just broke through a, a threshold? Right now, the way I have my business set up, it's not sustainable. While I broke through a threshold... And I'm making a more consistent income, not the same as it was in February, which is, I'm still working on that and um, redesigning my business, which I'm in the middle of doing and we'll have that accomplished by September. So my friend is looking through how we do everything. I mean, if I'm sending an email, she's seeing it. So she's going through everything with a fine tooth comb. And we're going to look about where I'm wasting money, where I'm wasting time and get more efficient. Because let's face it, when we we're making money and reinvesting in our business, we also have to take salaries for ourselves, make sure that our salaries are covered for our employees. And all that takes some planning. So I want to be more efficient with my time and my money. And I hired somebody to do that once I hit this new threshold. I knew something had to change. And instead of waiting until I get into pain, I'm learning for myself evolutionary growth in my business. Because like I said before, in February, I was going along from A to B in my personal identity, A to B. 
Everything was going along fine. And then, uh uh-oh, a pandemic, something changed. That's level C. It's like starting to go down a hill. And before I got into pain, the, oh shit, my business isn't working. Am I going to be able to give it CPR and intravenous feeding? Instead of that, I became really aware, hyper aware in February that something had to change. And I took the, the option of going to the original A, remember A to B, that's where I was living, and take the new A and go up to level H, which is the new compelling future, which will be more group coaching and more online. So see how seamlessly that vision is working. And instead of being in pain, staying in pain, thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my business now? How am I going to sustain my employees? I actually did have a moment in February where I pulled out everybody that works with me and all the amounts of money. And I thought, what do I need? Where can I trim some fat? And then I thought about what I teach people is when you get into fear and stuckness and confusion, how you break through isn't by recreating a mountain. It's by leaning into that fear. What was I afraid of? That after almost four years that my business was going to fail and I would never make that amount of money that I made in February that was super exciting for me and it was a goal of mine. And instead of it being consistent, the pandemic set in, but then immediately something new started to happen. And I was very fortunate, by the way, that I had had a speaking gig and then that energy brought more energy, I believe, into my business. But luck or is it just that this business wanted to survive the energy of the business? I've often talked about your business has a voice And then I added your business has ears. And now I'm saying with this breaking the threshold, I really believe it's seeing the baby's heartbeat for the first time. I believe that once you see the energy of the heartbeat in your business, that that's when you're going to succeed. I want to talk a little bit about what I just said there for a moment. I want to move into the word focus and then talk about what to, what's important here. So breaking through the threshold of your business. So my husband always had sayings, God bless us all. (laughs) Sorry, Tim. Um, One of his sayings, and I hope I get this right, is as we we have a a pool in the backyard, it was a dream when I was six years old, and by the age of 30, uh, I achieved my dream of having a pool in my backyard. So I set that intention when I was six, and as soon as I could make it happen and save the money, we did it. But there's this thing when we get in the pool, it's like, you know, sometimes it's cold or your body's super hot. And so you like inch your way in. My husband says, you got to break through the, gosh, I hope I say this right. Mandela line. And it's something about a, a batting, something about batting and breaking through the threshold. 
ever think of the name of it. Darn it. But anyways, getting into the pool is sometimes like cold. And how do you break through that moment of like getting over the cold? It's usually by diving right in. Because if you tiptoe, 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 it takes forever. And you're actually losing time of enjoying the beauty of the swimming. And so by just submerging yourself immediately, then you can start swimming right away instead of the 10 minutes to 20 minutes of tiptoe, tiptoe, boy, that's cold. And, you know, convincing yourself, gee, maybe at the end, I don't even want to go in. So I was confronted, and this is about focus. So I was confronted with a situation. It was about 6.30 in the morning, and the sun doesn't hit my back uh, yard until uh, probably a little after 7, or maybe a little bit later. And so I did my meditation, and now it was time to get in the pool, but the it happened to be cool still. It was 57 that morning and I was, I was a little cool. The water was a little cool, but I committed. I was focused on swimming every day to start like my body in the morning of feeling nice and supple and refreshed and alert too, because the water is cool. So it's very refreshing. And also that Wim Hof, you know, like going into the cold pool and reducing your blood pressure. So I'm like having my Wim Hof, H-O-F-F-W-I-M. I think that's how you spell it. Um, he, I, I met him at a Tony Robbins event, but he's also on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Uh, so if you get a chance to look at that and the breathing techniques around that. So anyways, I was focused. I was going to go in the pool. But I was playing the, ooh, it's cold, um, out. And so I said, tiptoe, tiptoe, ooh, that's cold. And then I said, okay, here you go. Let's have a little conversation, girlfriend. And I'm saying this to myself. What's your intent to take care of your body every morning? Okay, you got your ass up. You're standing here in the pool. Do you think maybe just like do the (laughs) Mendoza line, whatever Tim says, where you just kind of submerge yourself? And all of a sudden I heard in my head, how do you want to show up, Candy? I'm like, damn it. (laughs) I want to be focused. I want to be in flow. And so I submerged and I kicked like really hard kicks and really reaching and nice big full stretches. And I started to do my laps and I did about three and I'm not in the greatest of shape. And I thought, you know what? I'm just, I'm warming up and I'm going to take my breath here. And I took it at the other end of the pool. I may have shared this story, but it's so important to me. I've owned this home, um, for 30 years. And we've had the pool, not quite 30 years, but around 30 years. And what surprised me is I hadn't probably ever been in the pool at like seven o'clock in the morning, especially with that time of year. And the way the sun must come up, when I got to the end of the pool, we have a gate. And when you look at the gate, it's to the left And then there's our neighbor's tree, and it's a Bartlett pear. 
And while I was like wiping my eyes and just catching my breath and like breathing into the cold, because it was, I'm starting to get warm, but I wasn't quite warm. I realized as I looked to the left, I saw something so beautiful. And inside this Bartlett pear, where the V of the tree makes, you know, where the, the top, there's the trunk, and then there's the top fluffy part of the tree. The sun was almost like it was sitting on the top of the foundation of the tree where the trunk and the fluffy part meet. So it literally looked like the sun was a heartbeat, was on fire. And I thought, man, I am so glad I showed up for me this morning because I was just given a gift. I saw something I've never seen in 30 years of living in the same place. But I was deep in the pool and I was in the deep end of the pool Standing there, wiping my face, catching my breath. And at that point in time, I'd never been in that area of the pool during that moment when the sun was rising, and I never saw that. So when you're in focus and you are willing to show up for you, magic is going to happen, period. So show up for you. I'm adding that. Setting boundaries is the next thing I want to talk about. And this was hard for me. And now I'm almost oversetting my boundaries at times because I hadn't set them for so long. Oh, sure, you want to change an appointment. Oh, this is okay. Oh, pay later. All right. So I had to make boundaries and I had to set it. I decided to use contracts because I use Voxer, you know, as a spiritual concierge part of my program so that people can be supported with Voxer. And I also, um, you know, they, everybody has like two appointments a month. If they're in a long-term program, if they're in a shorter program, it's, it's less time depending on the program. So each program has a little square of boundaries. And when you stick with your boundaries in business, it gives you more energy because if you don't, if you keep conceding to everybody's wishes, and I'm not saying be so rigid that you're you know completely inflexible, but there's that stage of holding your space and your boundaries. For instance, I don't have appointments on Mondays or Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays or late in the evenings. Some of my Aussies I've had to open my schedule because they're getting up at the crack of dawn just for, you know, they're up at 8 a.m. for my 6 p.m. appointment. So I've had to move some flexibility if I choose to work with people from Australia. And I do because they're just lovely. But if I work on a Monday, a Friday, a Saturday, or Sunday, I'm beat. Like, I don't feel myself. And so I've taken away from everybody else, everybody else that needs me by opening my schedule on days that don't align with what I need to do to have an efficient 
schedule and timeline. So get really focused on your boundaries. If you don't do appointments out of your home, don't do them out of your home. Just because somebody really wants it to be that way. Because you also have to figure if you take an appointment out of your home and you miss three other appointments, you've missed three other revenues and three, more, most importantly, three people that needed you, you've missed. So you have to set boundaries with those that you have in order to serve yourself and those around you. And the next thing, and I can't believe it was number 10, or maybe it's a number 12 at this point because I added at least two. <laughs> is your money, honey. So be honest, how many of you leave your bills unopened and put them in a pile? How many of you get scared to look at your bank account some days that are entrepreneurs? Being an entrepreneur is sure is different from when I worked at university. At a university, they could say, today you're going to be da-da-da-da, magical person, ding, (laughs) whatever it is, community development coordinator. And then the next day, after you've done all that work for whatever initiative, then they can change it, ding, now you're an assistant director to something. (laughs) And with each one of those new positions at a university in particular, the one that I worked at, then it was that kerplunk factor. So it was it was like literally those nightmare jobs that you see and you walk into and there's a stack of um, folders that they put on your desk that's 36 inches high. And then the next day you get a whole other new stack if you work hard enough. I lived like that for 33 years and... That's not cool. But what is cool is (laughs) I got a paycheck every other Friday, no matter what. Except the last time I was sick, I think that, you know, I ran out of personal and annual leave. But do you have personal and annual leave in your business? Mm -mm. No way, girlfriend. No way, boyfriend. (laughs) And you pay for your phone, you pay for your supplies, your office supplies, you pay for the marketing campaign, you play for the videographer. All those things I had support teams for and whole offices. We had a whole building that just did printing and duplication. They eventually took that away at the very end. But everything was at my fingertips. What I could accomplish at that university in a week holy crap, I could, boom, boom, there's the marketing people, there's a PR department, there's all the student helpers that could help do some of the legworks and the intellect as well. I still have really good relationships with my previous staffs that I really enjoyed. They were just brilliant students. So money becomes a little different in your entrepreneurship. Sometimes after a big speaking gig, you could look at it and think, holy shit, I didn't make that in five months of working at the university. And then there's a pandemic. (laughs) You're like, I can't.
can't speak. Now what am I going to do? I figured it out, but it took a couple months of restructuring my business. But I figured it out and I did it in alignment for myself. So money, 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 money. One of the things that I have figured out is the more that you look at your money, the more in alignment that you stay. So I have a woman who helps me with my money and she could testify that I'm horrible about looking at things on the everyday basis with her. But I do now go into my QuickBooks on my app. I do go into a couple of my accounts and I do look at everything that's coming in. Um, I have things set up so I have an account for bill pay because I don't want money to come in and out of every one of my accounts. So I have a bill pay account. So I know that the money's coming in there is the money going out. But then I have like a holding tank money and that money pretty much stays there. And I have a few expenses that are business that come out of that. But I pretty much know what's in there and I pretty much know what's going to go out. But the difference in me is I also, in QuickBooks, because somebody's doing it for me, I'm like, damn, I had a lot of expenses, and damn, that was nice income, but how can I hold on to that income more so that I can give to other people so that you know I can give things to my family that might want it? So it's really important for me to look at my money and to look at those bills how much do you owe on all your credit cards? You could go on creditkarma.com. It'll tell you. But get really well-versed at looking at your money, honey. Because if you're not looking, you're not aligned to it. If you're being scared, lean into the fear. Oh my. <laughs> I have $3,000 of bills going that need to go out and I have $2,000. How do you show up as an entrepreneur? How do you make that happen? Is there a client that's been wanting to see you? Go make a deal. They need you. You need them. Make it happen. But paying attention to your money and looking at your expenses, and if you can't do it yourself, hire somebody. It wasn't that expensive. And it was the first thing I did, and then the virtual assistant and I did both of those really quickly. Like I said, I have a lot of gifts and talents and those are not, those two gifts and talents aren't part of my wheel set. So I celebrate me and my wheel set. So I would just want to do a quick review and say that in order to be in alignment with your business, you need to be consistent and persistent. You need to take aligned actions Actually, you don't need to do anything. I'm just suggesting these. Tweaking your business or even a full re revamp when needed. Action, action, action. Use the gift of your inner voice, your intuition, to gauge who should be working on your business, who shouldn't be working on your business. If you like that person, just pay attention because they might be a new business partner or they might give you that next idea that you need. Make sure you're growing. Make sure that you're taking a course and not seven courses, please. 
The excuse I see for people not showing up is they took that one more course and they need one more course and certification before one more course. Oh, just end that one too, please. Mm-mm. Plan your growth strategies. If you're taking 10 courses and each one's an hour, that's 10 hours of a 40-hour week or work week. If your business is inconsistent, you shouldn't be doing that. If you need the course to grow to the next level, that's something different. But a lot of people that I meet that are misaligned are taking too many courses right now. And that's misaligning their actions for focus and forward movement. Believe it or not, you have everything that you need inside of you. Use your voice, whether it's being an artist and using your your beautiful artwork or speaking up or writing, if that's your gift. But use your gifts, use your voice. Get efficient with your time and stay focused. You never know what you might see or find. Set boundaries. Say yes to yeses, noes to noes. Use contracts and follow the contracts. Remember, if you break your contract and you let people show up on your schedule on the weekend and in the evenings, and that's not your typical you've, boundary, then you've reset a new boundary that you're not going to be able to get back around very easily. I remember telling the RA, so I was a, a, a residence hall director, and I would train the resident assistants. And the unfortunate part of all the RA's jobs, they're bubbly, sweet personalities, and they had to be disciplinarians because... If you lose the management of your floor and you have 40-some people and they're going to be you know, doing slip and slide down the hallway, believe me, I've seen it, been there, done it, had to clean it up. So yes, yeah, slip and slide happens in hallways, in residence halls. So I would have to tell them the first thing that you do the first week is you make sure you write at least one person up, the loudest person, for for uh, a letter, you know, give them a letter of discipline and just say, hey, you know, give them the warnings, then give them three warnings or give them whatever your warnings, but then make sure you write at least one person up. Because six months into the year, if you're writing up the first person, you've lost all respect respect and trust that you're a good leader. And I'm not saying you have to be a disciplinarian to be a good leader, but if you're not helping them to follow the rules, it's really hard to manage a floor. So setting boundaries is really, really important. And last but never least, look at your money, honey. Look at your bills and hire somebody as soon as you can so that you can just look down on your Quicken app and say, hmm, okay, got to reduce some of that spending, girlfriend. Or hmm, got to make some more money, honey. (laughs) So I am wishing you all a breakthrough in your business. What's it going to take? Is it going to be a money amount? Is it going to be an aligned action that you need to take? Is it more focus? What is causing misalignment in your life? And are you doing these 10 things to break through to the next level of you? Have a wonderful day, sending so much light and love. 
Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.